Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hello, my self-lovers. Welcome to another episode. Today, we're diving into a big topic that can often feel so heavy because it's just infused with a lot of shame. And it's probably something we're not as open to talking about. And that is body shame in the bedroom. What that feels like, how discouraging it can feel. And hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll walk away with some tools to help you conquer the body shame in the bedroom when it comes to dating, intimacy, having sex, relationships, all of that. So just a couple of notes before we dive in. Firstly, this is an 18 plus episode. I have the explicit warning on all my episodes actually because you never know what's going to come out of my mouth. (laughs) So I think everything should be considered 18 plus on Mary's Cup of Tea, but this one especially. Also, I would like to acknowledge my thin privilege and that this episode is coming from my own personal experience. And my own experience is being in a body that's even at my highest weight was and is considered quote unquote socially acceptable. So I meet a lot of beauty standards and there are aspects of body image and oppression that I do not understand. And as much as I wish that I could speak more on that. And of course, I can do research and educate myself as much as possible. I don't think it would be right for me to try to talk about it as if I'm an expert. So I do have a book recommendation if that's you, if you're living in a marginalized body, whether that's a bigger body or you're a person of color or you just feel like you don't really, really, really don't fit into the beauty standard and it's perhaps not all in your head, but rather a big part of it is external societal forces that are quite literally making you feel like shit. And that is a very real experience. And I have so much compassion for that. A book that I highly recommend is called The Body Is Not An Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor. I actually recommend this book to everyone because it's incredibly inspiring. Sonia Renee Taylor is a Black woman who talks about radical self-love and how revolutionary that is, especially if you are a marginalized person. And it's also just like really uplifting. It has that energy of like, your body is not wrong. It was never wrong. It's perfect. And here's what is wrong, which is society's fucked up perceptions and distorted value systems when it comes to bodies. If you need just like a starting point, I highly recommend her TED Talk too. It's like 10 minutes long and it's just so, so good. And now I'm excited to share with you some things that have helped me conquer body shame in the bedroom. And I want to start by sharing with you this quote that I found in an article when I was researching this topic, just seeing where I can fill in the gaps. This little excerpt is from a blog post on a website called feminisminindia.com. I'm going to link everything I mention in the description, so don't worry about taking notes. I'll have all those references for you. But here's what they wrote. Improper sex education, societal messages, 
gender stereotypes, and hypersexualized porn have led negative body images to flourish, snowballing into shame that has found its way into our bedrooms. I think this is an important place to start because I want you to know that the body image struggles that you have, they are not all in your head. Yes, you have the power to shift a lot of your thoughts and to do this body image work and to crawl yourself out of it, but remember who put you in that hole in the first place, and that was the doing of very deliberate societal forces like sexism, the patriarchy, fat phobia, and just gender inequality and all the bullshit that comes with that. Most boys and men were not raised to believe that their bodies were wrong or that erections were something to be ashamed of. And masturbation is talked about so much more openly, I feel like, in male circles. And there's always this air of just, I don't know, laughing about it and making fun of things. And obviously that goes to some really awful negative extremes that are so normalized, like making fun of women and being very just, uh, uh, sorry, I'm really struggling recording this because I want to get it right and I don't want to be overgeneralizing. I guess what I'm saying, (laughs) instead of deleting everything and re-recording it to make it perfect, What I want you to take away from this long-winded intro is that it's not your fault, but it is, if you want it to be, your responsibility to heal. And by becoming more empowered in the bedroom, it's also just a huge feminist act, and it'll heal you and heal for generations and all the women in the world. So please know that this is so important and the experience of body shame in the bedroom is so, so real. It's not just in your head. You're not just being stupid. You're not just insecure or self-conscious. It's like, no, there's like real sexist, messed up shit going on out there in the world and we have to fight it. So for me personally, my body shame in the bedroom has just been since I was a teen. And of course, when I say the bedroom, it's not just the act of having sex. It's just being seen as this sexual object my whole life, like literally since I was 10, 11 years old, which is so sad. But I've just always felt like my sole purpose was to be sexually desirable and in particular be attractive to boys and men. And because I was like raised in this way and conditioned like this, and of course my negative body image struggles perpetuated this and my desire to be wanted and desired was so, so strong that for me it translated into believing that all I am is a body. All I am is my sexiness. All I am is how attractive I am. And as I've healed a little bit and grown, not only am I in a space where I know that being attractive isn't just about my body, but I also am very 
very picky about who I want to be attracted to me. And I don't just mean that in a sexual sense, because of course, in a romantic sexual way, my only person is my boyfriend and, or I guess my fiance now. (laughs) And I love that. But I mean that in just like a general sense, like I am incredibly picky about the people that I let into my circle and like how much of me they get, because not everybody needs to find you desirable. And I think that's very liberating. And I'm speaking especially to my people who are single or dating or perhaps not in a committed partnership and you're still exploring some things. It's a beautiful place to be. And I want you to just get really, really picky And be firm in the fact that you don't have to be this walking, sexual, attractive object to everyone and anyone who ever lays their eyes on you. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but for me, (laughs) my whole life, I thought that was my only job. It didn't even matter if I was attracted to the person or not, if I was interested in them or not, where I was, how old they were. It did not matter. I just always felt like I needed everyone to like me, especially how I look and to approve of that. And I want you to like picture yourself crumbling up that paper that has that story written on it, if you have a similar story to mine, and burn that shit. Now I find tremendous empowerment in not being for everyone. And when it comes to conquering body shame in the bedroom, I want you to find a partner, whether it is a one-night stand or a long-term partnership, promise me that the only people you'll let in your space are people who feel good. Energetically, they just feel right in your body. It feels safe. It feels empowering. Yes, it can be sexy, but it's not sexy from a place of like seeking validation, but rather just being unleashed and feeling very held in that experience by the other person. So when you're conquering body shame in the bedroom, who is at your side? Who is there with you? And I feel extra passionately about this because I've just let too many people in that I don't necessarily regret, but if I could take it back, I probably would. And that was a really big theme in my life, one that I don't share too often because I think it still has an air of shame for me. But I just did not know how to say no. I did not know how to turn people away. I did not know how to tell people to fuck off. And I wish that I did. So please promise me that if anyone ever says anything negative about your body or you just feel a gut feeling that this person is just not aligned with your values. I don't even care if you've met them for five seconds at a bar. You know in your body often, not always, but very often your body will tell you. And if anybody ever says anything to make you feel bad about your body, especially during an intimate moment, you will tell them to stop and you're going to walk the fuck out and not let them in your space. Because someone who is worthy of being inside your space would never say or do anything to make you feel like your body needs to change. And whoever does have the audacity to say or do that, chances are either they're a piece of shit asshole 
and or they've been absolutely brainwashed by the patriarchy and sexism and they just don't know real life and what a real woman looks like and how fucking lucky they are to breathe the same air as you and fuck just be alive in your same era that is how special you are that is how sacred your body is and i know that there's kind of like two sides of women and how we feel about sexuality. There's kind of this camp of people who are like, your body's sacred. Never give it to anybody. And then there's the other camp of like, yes, sexual liberation. Stop slut shaming. I think that it's about both. How can you embody both? Being very picky and knowing that your body is a sacred space and feeling sexually liberated and being a little slut if that's what floats your boat because that can be empowering for some people too. Not judging anybody who makes different choices, but constantly checking into yourself and asking yourself what feels good, what would be a both and rather than an either or. And at the end of the day, it is your decision I'm just sharing with you what I wish I would have known. I wish somebody would have told me that it's okay to be sexually empowered, but maybe be a little bit pickier about who you're feeling sexually empowered with, or maybe give that very nice person a chance instead of that hot bad boy who treats you like shit, right? I think we've all been there. So as I started growing and I started getting into longer-term relationships, I was also in the midst of eating disorder recovery and also healing from just a lot of sexual trauma, not in like a, like, yes, there have been some very particular events and experiences that have been traumatic for me, but I listened to a podcast the other day and somebody said that trauma can also be an extended experience. So it's not necessarily just like one event that affected you for the rest of your life. It could be a reality that you lived for a long time. So like, you know, maybe the way you were raised by your parents, that wasn't like one particular event. It was likely about 18 years of your life and maybe they weren't very kind to you and that was traumatic and that's valid. So for me, I have this like extended trauma of just the way I was treated as a young girl and a teenager. And as I turned 18 and I guess became an adult, but now that I look back, like, gosh, I was still a kid and I still, till this day, I feel like I'm just learning so much and I can feel my brain molding at rapid pace. But I was just dealing with a lot and constantly battling these two sides of me where on one hand, sex felt like the only place where I felt like my body was good enough because it was often used and validated for that. And the other part of me that was also just so ashamed and wanted to hide and never open up myself to anybody. So in my first long-term relationship, I tell this story in my book how It was one of my first times like having sex after gaining almost 50 pounds in a very short time span. And I just felt so puffy and bloated and big. And it was almost painful. Like I remember having these painful, painful stretch marks. They were bright blue because I just, I was binge eating a lot and I was recovering from like almost a decade of restriction and hating my body and torturing it. 
And when I got into this relationship, my partner was like so loving and so supportive in that way. And our first time having sex, like with the lights on and broad daylight, it was so nerve wracking for me. And then his reaction was like literally nothing. Like I thought it would be this big thing or I thought he would say something, but like he didn't. And that's, I think that's saying how we work things up in our head so much and chances are the person that you're sleeping with has probably pictured you naked billions of times and they see your body clothed. It's not like it's going to look much different naked, right? And I think that we believe that it's going to be like this big shock for somebody or like they're going to be caught off guard once they see that big insecurity that we've been hiding underneath our clothes. And that's just not the case. Like most normal, rational people who are decent human beings and who just want to enjoy your body and the pleasure and being intimate and sharing that experience, they've probably pictured you naked multitudes of times. And the real thing is just this beautiful bonus. So that's something that I always think about because it's just so wild how we are so in our heads and we're constantly thinking about ourselves and how other people are thinking about us, but most people are just thinking about themselves. The person that you're with is probably worried about their own body and how they're performing and what they look like and what they sound like and if they're doing things right and if they're pleasuring you. And we're both just like in our own heads. And it's actually kind of humorous when you think about it because we get taken away from the moment, right? And that's what's so big about conquering body shame in the bedroom is that it's not just a confidence practice, but it's also a presence practice. It's about being and living in the moment, letting yourself enjoy it, opening your heart up to somebody, opening your body up to someone, trusting, vulnerability, all this like big themes that come with being human Intimacy embodies so many of them. Even more so if you're in a long-term relationship, you have the opportunity to, like you have the gift of continuity, right? Getting to know somebody, letting them in over and over and over again. That is so beautiful because with each level, you just get deeper and deeper. And again, this isn't just sex. This is like Every time you talk, every moment you spend together, every year of your life, whatever your relationship looks like, it's just such a beautiful journey. And speaking of pleasure, today's episode is sponsored by a special, spicy, steamy company called Cheeks. Cheeks is an ethical and inclusive sexual wellness site that comprises authentic adult films, erotic audio stories, live workshops, and a taboo-breaking magazine. So back when my best friend and I first met, and we were just getting to know each other probably a couple months into our friendship, she suddenly turns to me one day and she goes, girl, do you, uh, do you watch porn? And I'm like, yeah, sometimes. And she goes, oh, thank God, because I thought I was the only one. And I thought it was so weird. And 
I just want to let you know it's not weird. However, we know that the porn industry can be kind of gross and there's a lot of shady and illegal stuff going on there. And this is why I am so thrilled to be talking about Cheeks because Cheeks is an ethical and inclusive sexual wellness site. So what this means is that there is diversity in the bodies that they show real bodies and porn as it should be with real couples, authentic performers, and romantic erotic movies. Cheeks presents real sex exactly as it is, loving, hot, dirty, and diverse. And this is the most important part, all the content that's available on Cheeks are produced responsibly. So they only show performers above the age of 18. They choose their partners very carefully. And the most reassuring aspect is that Cheeks guarantees a safe porn experience, ad-free, virus-free, and completely legal. The other cool thing is that Cheeks has four categories, watch, listen, workshops, and learn. So watch is pretty self-explanatory, but what I've been really enjoying is the audio stories. They're pretty juicy because you can listen to this story kind of like a sexy audiobook and then conjure up your own images in your mind. And I'm like a very auditory person. Chances are you might be as well if you're listening to this podcast. So you'll really enjoy those too. And I highly recommend taking a look at the workshops and articles because any taboo topic you can think of, Cheeks will explain it to you step by step. They provide just real and conscious education around sexual health and wellness. So with my code cup of tea, C-U-P-O-F-T-E-A, cup of tea, you can get access to Cheeks for 14 days free without any obligations when choosing the yearly subscription. Get Cheeks for free for 14 days by clicking the link in the episode description and use the code cup of tea. Note that the code works when you select the annual subscription option, but you can cancel anytime during the 14-day trial period. So go click the link in the description, or you can go to getcheeks.com. That's G-E-T-C-H-E-E-X.com, getcheeks.com. And make sure to use code cup of tea to try a free 14-day trial of Cheeks. See what a difference it makes in your body confidence when you look at real bodies and diverse experiences and accurate representation of what sex actually looks like. It's not all staged and perfect as it appears on some other movies and websites. So go check out Cheeks and hope you enjoy. Wink, wink. I want you to know that when you're with someone long-term, body changes are to be expected. They'll watch you change and you'll watch them change. This can be in terms of weight and shape and, of course, inevitably age. You know, balls will get droopy, boobs will get saggy, genitals will morph into different shapes. Like, it's all natural and normal. And that's the beauty of being with somebody is because you get to know and explore different versions of them. And that includes different versions of their body. So ask yourself whether you're in a relationship or not, ask yourself, does the person I'm with or thinking about being with meet the following criteria? A, they love my body as it is. And B, they are aware that it's natural for bodies to change. And you know that what those yellow and red flags look like, right? Like if somebody makes it seem like the only way to be beautiful is to be 
perfectly shaved and thin and smooth and small and just all these stereotypical beauty standards. I mean, you kind of get a vibe if somebody is superficial like that. And you also get a vibe when somebody is just very comfortable in their own body and just exists and loves you regardless of what you wear or if you've showered. And that is just so important. If you're in a long-term committed partnership, hopefully you're already certain that your person meets this criteria, the two criteria. And if you're kind of newer in a relationship, feel free to bring it up to them even playfully. I think playful, serious conversations are a talent because there's ways that you can present something in this fun way What I mean by that is not every serious conversation has to be so serious. It can sometimes be just like, hey, babe, will you still love me when my forehead wrinkles, boobs sag, and weight fluctuates? And again, any normal person will be like, of course. And then kind of just like observe, how do they talk about other people's bodies? How do they talk about women? and women who age or women who gain weight. And if there's a yellow flag, bring it up to them right in the moment. Like, don't be afraid. Hey, I didn't really appreciate this comment. The message I received is that my body will be wrong if it changes or you won't be attracted to me anymore unless I look a certain way. Constantly giving your partner opportunities to think about things and talk about them and also learn from their mistakes. I think I've told this story before on the podcast, but there was, gosh, it happened so long ago. I don't even remember the details, but early on in me and boyfriend's relationship, we definitely had like conversations about this because he's not living in anti-diet culture, eating disorder, recovery, love your body, love yourself, world that I am, right? He is just living a normal life. And unfortunately, normal life for a lot of people is diet culture and body comments and worrying about that kind of stuff and making comments about other people's bodies. So there's been a few moments where we've had to have conversations, just like he's had to have conversations with me about certain things that I don't understand about his life or his values and the way he was raised, right? So something happened early on. I think like a woman was running in our neighborhood and she was very thin. And he said something about her. I don't remember what it was, but I was a bit activated. I was like, oh, <laughs> that didn't feel good. I was like comparing myself to her. And again, I don't even remember what he said. It wasn't offensive. It wasn't anything directed at me at, at all. It was something like, oh, she's in really good shape. I don't know. Something very low-key like that. But even that, I was like, hey, um, <laughs> you saying that about her and her body brought this up for me. And I just want you to know this is the place that it sent me into. And can we just agree not to comment on other people's bodies and not to make that, you know, a conversation or something to talk about? So this is just stuff like very normal relationship stuff. You just have to have the courage to bring it up and to give them opportunities to learn 
that's very, very important. Not everybody is going to get everything right away. And I think common mental health dialogue, at least the one I've seen on the internet, is very much like, oh, they did something you didn't like. Cancel them. Block them. Get them out of your life. Right. And I don't believe that because we can't all have the exact same viewpoint. We can't all know what each other is thinking at all times. That would be a very boring relationship and completely unrealistic. So, anywho, that's my little spiel on relationships. If you're single and you're dating, having catch all sex, or just in a space where you're working on your body confidence, As much as I know that casual sex can be empowering for some, I think for people who are sensitive to body image struggles, I highly recommend, again, just going back to what I said at the beginning, being extra picky and vetting the person you'll be sleeping with by just tuning into how you feel energetically when you're with them. So asking yourself things like, does this person feel safe? Will this sexual act make me feel empowered in my body for its pleasure or disempowered because maybe deep down I know I'm searching for some external validation. Be protective of the people you allow inside, whether that's inside your space or inside you. And this is the biggest tip for conquering body shame in the bedroom. And it's so hard to implement sometimes when you're in the thick of it. But I promise like this is the best action that you can take for yourself. And that is getting to know your body and really, really embracing pleasure. I know I talk about this all the time. And a couple weeks ago, actually, we had an interview with Jessie Jean, and she talked about how tuning into your sexuality is also a powerful tool for healing binge eating. You can listen to that episode to hear a little bit more about the science behind that, but basically sexuality is this untapped potential that we have within ourselves, and especially for women, we our whole lives have been told to be ashamed of it or to only unleash our sexuality when it benefits somebody else. And never have we been told about the power, the innate pussy power that so many of us have that is just waiting to be unleashed. And tuning into that involves doing things like walking around naked, swimming naked, sleeping naked. There's actually a study that shows that people who sleep naked are more confident in their bodies. An exercise that I like to do in the mornings when I wake up, I call it like cooking on all four sides. I don't know where I got that name from, but basically you're in bed, hopefully you're naked, and when you wake up, roll around in your bed, touching all corners of the bed with your body, with every single part. So you're just like rolling around basically. (laughs) I know it sounds like so weird, but it's an act of embodiment, of pleasure, of enjoyment, doing that stretchy thing that feels good. You know, when you stretch for like an extra minute and there's like that pause, it seems like life stops and the stretch just feels so good. Do things like that. Be more sensual in your everyday life. It doesn't even have to involve nudity. Can you take a sip of coffee or tea and make it sexy. Let me try it right now. I'm going to take a dramatic sip of tea. I'm puckering my lips. 
I'm opening them. I'm inviting in the pleasure. I'm bringing the cup to my lips and mm, smelling the coffee because it feels so good. (sighs) Wow. Even little things like that can be sensual. And there's different sensual movement practices that you can do like yoga or dance or even something like art and pottery, right? With your hands and you're getting all in there. That is so mm, juicy. And it's things like that that are going to make you feel empowered in your body beyond that body image thing, right? As I always talk about, tuning into our body experience and all the things our body allows us to do, to feel, to see, to smell, to hold, to touch, to experience, rather than this body image focus where it's like, how does my body look? Do I think it looks good? (laughs) Right? That is just the opposite of what we're trying to create when we're constantly focused on body image. Even the term body image, as much as I use it and it makes sense because it's kind of what people know. The word itself is contradictory because your body is not an image, it's an experience. And of course, there's the aspect of self-pleasure, of masturbation, of making sure that you know what you like and the only way you can get to know what you like is by exploring it with yourself, your fingers, a vibrator, just touching yourself, even if it's not even like down there, but even if it's just like touching your arms, your stomach, your breasts, your nipples, like your legs, just really treating yourself like a person that you desire, that you want, that you're attracted to, that you love, and bringing in that physicality into it so that way you can get out of your mind and into your body. Let the body lead and the mind learn. Your body knows what feels good. Your body is craving touch. It's craving pleasure. It's craving your love. It's your mind that's blocking it. So let the body lead and the mind learn. And going back to if you're in a long-term relationship, I want to remind you that your partner can hold space for you to heal, to overcome body shame, to do their best in supporting you. However, they cannot make you feel a certain way that you don't already have within you. They cannot make you feel loved. It is not their job to shower you with compliments until you finally believe them because A, it's never going to work. I think we've all been in a position where Somebody gives us a compliment or says they like our body, but we don't believe it. So now we think they're lying to us and now we're mad at them and then we're disconnected and we feel like we just can't embrace love because we don't have it within us. So know that your partner cannot make you feel any sort of way that you don't already feel yourself. Nobody can make you feel negatively about your body unless you already hold that belief within you. And then the same way, nobody can make you feel positively about your body unless you're already working on doing that for yourself. That is called self-validation, embodiment, doing that work from the inside out 
as opposed to trying to fill yourself with external validation, hoping that it'll be enough to fill your cup because it never will. However, like I said, your partner can hold space. And there are some powerful things you can do together. One of my favorite exercises, gosh, I made boyfriend do this a couple days into dating. He probably thought I was a weirdo, but he didn't say that. And he was just there with me. And this was actually my first and only time doing this with a romantic partner. And I think it's just such a great way to connect with somebody and also like feel their vibe and see how they react to this exercise. So here it is. It's super simple. What you're going to do is set a timer for five minutes. You're gonna sit in front of each other, either knee to knee, or if you're really comfortable, straddle them and be in like a koala hug position, or just sit on their lap. I remember exactly where Stan and I were sitting. We were outside in our backyard. He was sitting on the chair, and I just got on his lap, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna set a timer for five minutes, and let's eye gaze. Just look at each other's eyes for five minutes, no talking, no laughing, just looking at each other. And that practice, oh, it's so intimate. It's so full of vulnerability. You just get to be with one another without doing anything, without trying to prove yourself, without anything besides just holding space and just seeing each other for who you are. And then maybe it gets steamy sexy and you undress each other one article of clothing at a time without letting go of eye contact and again, letting them see you. Even if your instinct is to hide or cover yourself and maybe it feels a little bit too much or overwhelming, see if you can push those thoughts away, if only for a moment, and just be in that vulnerability. Just step into discomfort for a little bit. And again, it doesn't have to be sexual. You know, there will be moments where you'll inevitably start laughing or you might cry. And this vulnerability will translate into intimacy eventually. You don't have to force it, but you're just being together. And even if they don't understand your body insecurities, remember that they can hold space and be there with you as you overcome them, whatever that looks like, whether it's talking through it, whether it's just sitting there and just feeling your emotions, they get to be there with you and remind you that you're not alone and they're holding the space for you. I want you to remember that they're holding space for you and in the same way, In other areas, you will be holding space for them, but there's a difference between supporting somebody in that way and trying to fix somebody, right? No partner can fix you. No partner can change you. Their only sacred job is to hold space, and that is a big responsibility. So I hope that exercise will be something that you highly consider doing, and please let me know if you do follow through on it. Please send me a DM, even on my personal account, Mary's Cup of Tea, because I think this is just so good and I would love to hear your experience. But if you've been on this journey for years and years and it seems like nothing's working and everything feels broken and it's just not going anywhere, then maybe it is time to see a therapist or deal with maybe it's coming from some sexual trauma or something that's been buried. 
or if you've dealt with bullying or harassment or body shaming, even if it's like microaggressions from your family, that will add up and that will reflect in the bedroom. It will reflect how you feel about yourself sexually and it might take a really long time to undo that damage. And that is the work of a therapist, hopefully somebody that is very conscious of sexual embodiment practices, or there's some sex therapists in particular that work in that area. An embodiment coach may be a good path to take. Reading some books about this topic. I highly recommend listening to episode number 38, where I interviewed Emily Nagoski. She's a sex educator and just so wonderfully explains how all of our bodies are unique and There are as many sexualities and as many genitals as there are people, and each and every single one is exactly the way it should be, and there's no right or wrong. That's episode 38, and Emily is just a great, great human to learn from when it comes to sexual embodiment. She's the author of Come As You Are. You might have seen that book. It has the illustration on the cover. It's pink, and it's just a great read, and a great listen if you're looking for another podcast to tune into. And on that note, just please remember, I know this podcast episode has gone all sorts of different directions, and I hope that it's been helpful for you despite my nerves and hesitation in trying to just get this right. Remember that the person who deserves to be with you is going to embrace your body as it is, And they're going to embrace it as it will be. You don't need to change. They don't need to change. You're there for each other through all the phases. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, polyamorous, in many relationships, I guess, married, divorced, whatever your journey is and your relationship to relationships, to partnerships, in a sexual sense, in a body confidence sense you deserve to be with somebody that's going to hold that space for your healing and knowing that it is your responsibility to keep digging keep doing this keep challenging yourself keep trying to trust and open up and be vulnerable and get help and support when you need it okay i love you so so much and i'll talk to you next time Hey, self-lovers, one last little thing before we farewell. If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a a review. (laughs) I was going to cut that out, but we'll just keep it in there. If you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify. Your feedback helps the podcast grow. And as someone whose love language is words of affirmation, your kind words mean the world to me. Just search the show on Apple, scroll all the way down where you'll see a place to leave a review. (laughs) And if you're listening on Spotify, on the show's homepage, you'll see a little star. And if you click on that, there'll be a pop-up box where you can send in your rating. Thank you so much for helping me spread the gift of self-love. And speaking of the gift of self-love, that is the title of my book, You can pick it up at any bookstore, including Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, small indie bookstores. All those links can be found at maryscupoftea.com slash book. 
Thank you all so much for learning and growing and continuing to be on this self-love journey. It's truly an honor to be here with you. I love you and I will talk to you next time. And please, please don't forget to leave a review. (laughs) Bye.